Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Land. This is Those Muckrakers coming to you live once again through the power of the internet. I'm Pat. And I'm Pete. And this is episode 103. So it's been a hot minute since we had our last episode. So uh, we should actually be on like 107 or something. Which, you know what? In hindsight, I should have been like, this is Those Muckrakers, episode 112. Man, those have been some amazing last few episodes. And just make people in the future think that episodes just disappeared. And then no one would know that we missed a week or a month. I picked the wrong, I picked the wrong like decade to quit smoking because it's like a, a. Trump was um, acquitted by the Senate, so nothing happened with his impeachment. Um, then I quit tobacco. Then I suffered a debilitating series of anxiety attacks. Uh, yeah. That was pretty awful. And then just like, we just didn't podcast. It was like, what's the point? Uh, Trump won. He can do anything he wants. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, going back, I did have an episode called King Trump is Above the Law because King Trump is above the law. Like, the law does not apply to him anymore. He's pardoning all of his criminals, all of his crooks. Since our last podcast, he did the thing where he started to tell his Attorney General Barr to uh, start recommending lower prison sentences for all of his cronies that are going to prison for their crimes. If you guys remember, uh, Rob Blagojevich um, was the governor of Illinois, I think? Anyway, uh, like, eight years ago, he went to prison for trying to sell Obama's Senate seat and a whole bunch of other corrupt shit. Uh, and then, um, fucking, uh, Trump just commuted his sentence and let him out, and immediately yeah. the, this asshole comes out and is like, I was a political prisoner. And I'm like, no, you were an asshole, and you went to jail, like... He's trying to pretend like he's Nelson Mandela. Yeah, 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 I'm Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela never sold a Senate seat. Yeah, um, this guy's an yeah, actual criminal that did actual thought, crimes. But I thought that eight years ago, maybe my memory's hazy, I thought you were a Blagojevich fan. I thought you said they were railroading him. I don't remember that at all. Uh, I could take your word for it. It's possible I said that, but I don't... I, I just didn't remember him. So that asshole's out, and just... I don't... I think smugness. When people are shitty and stupid and smug, and then they say really dumb things and they're smug about it, that's what bothers me about the climate now. It just, you know, yeah, because I mean, no one has a more punchable face than when they're just like completely dead wrong about everything. They have no idea what they're talking about, and they're so super smug about it while also being an asshole. Like, yeah, that is it's like, a combination uh, I can't stand. Yeah, like how sugar and spice and all things nice made the Powerpuff Girls. Um, vindictiveness and stupidity and all things cruel made the Trump administration. It really is. You know, I know everyone keeps saying this, but it really is idiocracy. It's just like yeah. they're saying dumb things, and you're like, yeah, no, that's not right. And they go, were well, you talking all gay and shit? And you're like, oh, man. Well, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, they're oh. stupid, stupid and smug. Uh, and so all mean. That's, Stupid, all that's, smug, and mean. Yeah, and mean, too. And the meanness is so unnecessary. Um, I, I did mean, like a thing. There was a meme the other day where someone goes, you notice conservatives, like, their whole thing is like, they're going to do this to hurt the libs and own the libs and this, that, and the other. And they go, the, the, the liberal version of that is, is yeah, I'm going to do this to to trigger the damn, um, you know, uh, Trumpers so they get health care. So fuck them. Like, right. our thing is, yeah, our thing is, like... We're trying to help them. And, like, if we win, they also win. But if they yeah. win, we lose. Like, we can't Well, they also lose. That's them. the thing. They lose, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're still <laughs> hurting themselves. They're the ones that's also getting all the chemicals in their drinking water because Trump, like, fired all the scientists in the EPA and just, like, hired oil lobbyists who are all like, yeah, no, this is an acceptable amount of uh, sludge to pour into your drinking water. It's fine. 
There's yeah. only 30 dead rats in this contaminated jug. And then on top of all this, the meanest, most annoying, smuggest asshole of all. Uh, oh, what's his name? Why can't I think? Not Sean Hannity. The other guy. Rush Limbaugh. Oh, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, Rush yeah. Limbaugh, uh, right-wing asshole, uh, got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And right in front of a 100-year-old World War II veteran, too. Um, and then on top of that, the dude's got lung cancer, and he was a big proponent of, like, big tobacco, saying that tobacco, there's a bunch of quotes where he was saying that tobacco does not cause heart disease and cancer and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, so, which is funny, because uh, <laughs> just quit tobacco. But, like, I don't know, I guess at least, you know, somebody that said tobacco and cigarettes don't cause lung cancer, getting lung cancer, at least there's a little bit of cosmic justice. Yeah. Like... Uh, better people than I said that um, they don't delight in uh, him getting cancer and Rush Limbaugh getting cancer. But me, I say, no, fuck him. He deserves it, and I hope it hurts. I just hope it shuts him up. <laughs> That's all I want. I want <laughs> yeah, him to stop it, talking. It, it, uh, uh, it, ta- well, it takes his windpipes from him. Well, what's great is he's got lung cancer right as we're having the coronavirus outbreak. So yeah. he's already immunocompromised. Yeah, so the coronavirus kind of happened since our last podcast, too, didn't it? Was yeah, that even a so, thing back then? Or maybe no, we mentioned it. Well, here's, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it because it doesn't have a very high fatality rate. Right. So I was like, why are people freaking out? Well, I was reading a guy's analysis of it, and it actually make, this actually makes sense why the it stock, could be bad. The stock so market it, started to burst because of it, speaking oh, of. Oh, yeah, we'll get into the stock market, too, and the whole yeah. dumb parade. But the virus itself is not, like, as far as other viruses, it's not it's not Spanish flu, it's not the plague, like, you know, it doesn't have, like, a 90% mortality rate, but it spreads really, really fast. And mm-hmm. the problem with that is that, overlay, that overloads hospitals and stuff like that. So... Um, it may kill a low percentage of people, but if more people have it, it's going to kill more people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also, if a lot of people get it all at once, productivity would plummet, that too, which is yeah. part of what's so, freaking the stock market out. Yeah, it's going to hurt our global supply chains because it's mm-hmm. spreading so fast. And like they can't, they're like, the window to contain it is, is rapidly, there's no window to there's contain no, it. There's no, yeah, no, it's uh, it's inevitable. No, not, with, not, not, with global, not with global travel. You can't contain it. The best thing you can do is beef up your... Um, your what do you call it? Uh, your healthcare system, which we're not doing. Uh, additionally, here's the crazy thing about it: they can't test for it. Really? Well, that's the, I didn't know about that. Well, they have they have been trying desperately trying to find test kits that work, and the best test kits they have are have a fifty percent false negative rate. Oh, cool! Which, which means that fifty percent of them go, "You're good," and you're not. So uh, it's infinitely spreadable, and uh, it's gonna yeah it's it's not gonna, probably not gonna cause the apocalypse, but it is gonna cause maybe a global depression because it's gonna tank the already shaky stock market. Yeah, and what's really fun right now is our government. I mean, the, the stock market's been you know one giant bubble for the longest time right now because all the wealthy people are just sort of smashing and grabbing during the Trump administration. So we knew that this bubble was going to burst and all it took was just the tiniest bit of instability to cause that burst to begin. And it's It's been plummeting by like a thousand points a day. The biggest drop since 2008, the last financial crisis. Well, what's great is our president says everything's fine. And then he put Mike Mike fucking Pence in charge of it. Now, if you don't know anything about Mike Pence when he was, was he governor of Indiana? Yeah. 
Um, and he caused that horrific <laughs> HIV outbreak because... Well, go ahead, tell him. I think yeah, it is a story. He, he caused an HIV outbreak because they, I guess there was some kind of uh, clean needle exchange or something they needed his approval on, and he made them wait. He goes, I'll have to pray on it. And then while he was praying on it, I guess God said, well, I guess everyone gets HIV. And then they all died. So Good the man, job, Pence. So the man in charge of the global pandemic caused an HIV epidemic when he was in charge of a state. That's what I call failing upwards. Yeah, like, Christ. But the reason why Trump had to put him on that is because all the scientists have been fired from his administration. Anyone that knows shit is gone. And also Trump just started like a massive purge, his words, by the way, of uh, everyone not loyal to Trump that's still in government. So he's just going through and testing people's loyalty. And if they're not completely blindly loyal to him, he, he fires them. Well, what's funny is that's where we're at right now. Well, he was running on re-election based on the stock market, and now he's trying to. They do this every time the stock market tanks. They come out and they go, "It's fine, everything's fine." That never works. He's also blaming the uh, the Democrats, saying, "No, the the people on Wall Street are seeing the Democratic debates and they're panicking." Like he's blaming, yeah. So was it Rush Limbaugh or somebody said that the Democrats? are, and the media are basically doing this. No, it was his son. It was like Trump Jr. said they're they're doing they're blowing up the coronavirus worse than it is to stop Trump's winning streak. <sighs> that's why they hate scientists because that's why they hate the news. That's why they hate people that know things and say the truth because that's so bad for them. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how devastating it is, whereas I think it may the worst the worst part of it it might just push us into a global depression. You know, Good. it's not gonna it's not gonna kill it. I mean, a lot of people are gonna die if it continues to spread at the rate it's spreading. Great uh, depression think, and black plague to uh, <laughs> pandemic well, boogaloo. Didn't Trump like, say? Didn't Trump say that we're gonna have a um a what do you call it uh, a vaccine within a few weeks? Dude, we're nowhere close a, to a vaccine. He's a liar. Like everything well, remember, he says, he just he just says things. Just remember, he's um. He's been his words are meaningless. He's been incredibly lucky. Remember, he says things in sound bites like a TV show, and he doesn't yeah. realize it has real world implications. So yeah, you can say we're close to a vaccine, and that's great. Um, but then when we come back after these messages, uh, it's still happening. You know what I mean? And he's been yeah. lucky that like everything he's done, he's like you know Mr. Magoo, the old cartoon character, like yeah. falls down a sewer and then accidentally steps on a metal girder and gets taken. You know, like nothing ever bad really happens to Mr. Magoo. Yeah, he just stumbles through life and luck saves him over and over again. That's kind of been the Trump presidency. This Magoo has just, like, stumbled through the presidency and nothing really bad has happened to him. He's somehow been able to be like, oh, 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 that was close. Yeah, I mean, Trump never gets tested. Like, this is the closest thing to an actual crisis under his administration that we've had. All the other crises are things that he did, are yeah. crises that he started, that he decided that we I, should all be pushed into, and the rest of the world has to like react and try to stop him from blowing everything when, up. When he dies, I don't want a lucky rabbit's foot. I want a Trump toe or a Trump finger. Yeah, gross. To just, to but just yeah, eat. I can understand. Just because apparently, if you, I, I swear to God, does he have what is it? The spearhead of Longinus, the the guy that supposedly drove a spear into Jesus' side, and if you have that, you're invincible. Does apparently. he just accidentally have that so he can just do anything he wants with any with impunity? Like just, well, he does have the spearhead of Longinus. He he keeps it as a paperweight. <laughs> um. I'm trying to remember the name of that cartoon character from uh, DuckTales, who was like the luckiest duck in the world. Because he had something, and as long as he had that thing, yeah, I 
uh, nothing bad could possibly happen to him. And then Magic of the Spell like took it from him in one episode, and so just shit luck started happening to him. That's what I'm hoping hoping happens is that Magic of the Spell just like takes away Trump's luck, and then suddenly everything comes back to bite him at once. Oh no, the cheeseburgers! Oh, they're clogging my artery. Disaster. Well, to top it off, uh, this. Wait, this did you disease... betray me, Chicken Nugget? This disease is the most equitable disease I've ever seen. The Prime Minister of uh, Iran, or the the VP of Iran has it. The Pope. Uh, the Pope has coronavirus? The Very very possibly the Pope has coronavirus. No, we um, have a, uh, someone who's good for a Pope. I was about to say we have a good Pope. We have someone who's good for a Pope. Ah, I mean, that's like saying we, have, we finally have a good Fuhrer of Germany. I mean, the bar is pretty low. Yeah. But um, also, uh, speaking of the Pope, did you hear about the new Catholic Church scandal? No, there's another one. Kind of. It's like Wheel of Fortune, except all the slices on the wheel are people who have been sexually abused by the church. Oh, gotcha. Uh, they spun the wheel, and this time it landed on nuns. Nuns are being sexually harassed, or they are sexually harassed. Oh, apparently, people? priests have been keeping nuns as sex slaves. Really? Yeah. Well, that's horrific. Bad. Yeah, that's yeah. horrific. Yeah, that's in more, and that's horrific news. Fucking yeah. So fuck the fuck the Catholic Church. Fuck the Pope. If you're Catholic and you listen to this, I'm sorry, but your religion is fucked up. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, all that's happening. It's full of like sexually abused children and apparently sex dungeons full of uh, nuns. So my, God, my si- favorite si- Sister Act Three is going to be dark. Oh yeah, it's going to be real sad. It's gonna uh, it's going to be like Kill Bill. <laughs> Just a, just a nun, oh, just would, going, just a would, nun going after priests. I would love to see Whoopi Goldberg wearing that uh, yellow suit and with a katana. Just oh, like priests. Yeah, that would be the best movie ever. Yeah, oh, I'd kill. be totally down for that. Um, but yeah, so the oh, man, my favorite thing about the coronavirus right now is people are the stuff that people go crazy on. So people are selling; they're selling out of surgical masks. Right. I've like seen that's... people on campus, by the way, at a, I live next to a college and I've seen people walking around in those masks. So yeah, like, I'm go it's, tell you, people that are freaking doesn't out. Pro- that does not protect you. From germs? Yeah. It yeah, because they, it, they get everywhere else. And then as soon as you take it off, the germs go, wee. It helps. It might help keep, uh, it might help keep you from spreading it if you're positive, but it's not going to, the best thing you can do is wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Uh, and yeah, that's, and that even then, like it's a virus. So there's no way you're ever going to be a hundred percent safe unless you like quarantine yourself in the mountains and grow your own food. And we've already had the first confirmed case of an American getting sick with the coronavirus who has not been to China or been in contact with anyone that's recently been to China. Yeah. And the thing is, remember these diseases, it's basically on American soil now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm waiting for it to, uh, I think the first New Yorker's finally been, because when it gets to New York, it's just gone. It's just taken off, because we're all crowded together on the subways all the time. We're in giant, yeah, it's, it's going to be, uh, um, it's going to be terrifying. I did see a great video that it said, shortest horror movie ever, and it was, it was a bunch of people in China with surgical masks standing outside, you know, waiting on a bus. Mm-hmm. And this guy starts coughing and then takes off his surgical mask and spits in the puddle in front of him. And then the oh. bus, and then a bus drives past and hits the puddle and it sprays everybody and they all start screaming. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, listen, man, uh, sickness will get you or it won't. The bigger problem is just like don't flip out. I guess don't be weird. Don't yeah. hoard. Don't hoard stuff. And the fatality rate's like what two percent? 
Yeah, so remember, the fatality rate's low, but it's the number of people who get it who will overload hospitals and, and the supply chain. So when the supply chains break down, that's the problem. When people start like, I got to buy all the water from the store, you know what I mean? And like deliveries. So basically, what you should not be afraid of, you should not be afraid of getting the coronavirus now. You should be afraid of getting the coronavirus after everyone else has gotten it. If you get right, it right because, now, then you have a good chance of surviving and building up an immunization to it. Because there won't be enough there won't be enough medicine to go around and if you are really sick, you're not going to... And if you have something else, you're not going to be able to go to the hospital. Imagine yeah. all the people who depend on the hospitals for like dialysis and stuff like that. Oh shit, yeah, they're fucked too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody who's like immunocompromised or just like needs a regular... Hospital, yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of there are a lot of like, uh, what do you call it? Tangential disasters yeah. that happen because of stuff like this. Yep. Speaking okay. Of, speak. Yeah. Go ahead. We both wanted to use that segue. Yeah. Of tangential disasters, uh, let's get into a dear Wesley. Okay, let's do that. Is there anything else in the news first before we do that? Just uh, basically our government just just bumbling around. Um, you know the. the, the I think that Bernie is going to win the Democratic nomination. I'm pretty sure. Although I, I really want Elizabeth Warren to take it. I yeah. So I said a long time ago, Elizabeth Warren's like my number one choice for president. But it looks like Bernie's going to win. And you know what? I've seen some old videos of him like 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh, he seems consistent his whole life. He's always had the same message. So well, they're trying to they're trying to get rid of him. Uh, the DNC the videos? is. Uh, no, the DNC... Uh, oh, trying to get rid of Bernie. The, yeah, the Democratic National Con- Committee Convention, whatever, they are acting like antibodies, trying to swarm and do anything they can the, to kind of like... Is, the, the fake news media folks is also trying to get rid of him, by the way. Like, they keep yeah. saying that, oh, it's not, it's not over yet. Like, other pe- uh, Joe Biden could still win. It's like, no, no, he can't. Yeah, so they want Biden. They do not want Bernie. Um, I... I, like, I you can also go back and check, and I've always said that uh, Bernie is my choice way over Biden. Like, Biden was my bottom choice. Biden I'll... doesn't want to legalize weed. That's one of my... Gi- I know that's a, it's weird to be a one-voter issue, but I think that vote informs you of so much else yeah. about Biden. Yeah. So, like, I... Yeah, I was never, like, super enthused on him, so I'm actually pretty happy that it looks like Bernie's going to win. My only concern is his age and the fact that he's already had one heart attack, so, and like, they're gonna uh... and, and they're going to Epstein him? <laughs> like, he's just, oh, uh, Bernie Sanders today committed suicide in a jail cell. And you're like, wait, why was he in a jail cell? Like, why would he commit suicide? <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's no tapes. Don't worry about it. Biden's I, the new president. If Bernie can stay alive and in good health, uh, I think he's going to be an excellent president. I'm actually kind of excited to see what he brings us, which will hopefully be good things and well, just lead, remember, and then I'll just be stoned all the time for the rest of my life. The biggest the biggest thing that was going to help Trump win was the economy, and if the economy tanks because of the coronavirus, he doesn't yeah. have any other accomplishments to stand on. It'll just be like, well, you know, four years ago we were America and we still are today. Thanks to me, folks. Thanks to me. Well, Obama tried to on, get rid of America. He's just going to go on the attack and say that it's uh, that the virus was actually. I don't know what he's going to do, but that would that would. You know, I've always said Trump's going to take a second term unless the economy tanks well, and tanks thank, big, and it might. Thank goodness. I mean, I don't know. Ah, anyway, whatever. All, all of that's awful, and all of my notes are from all the way back at, like, the State of the Union and the end of his um, trial, which had no witnesses, no evidence. They just sort of rammed it straight through. Like they said they would. Oh, it, also, it was, by the way, McConnell fa- says if Trump doesn't win a second term, he'll block everything. I hope 
he because he's up for re-election at the same time. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that he's out and that the Senate flips blue and that we just don't have to deal with them anymore. There's a woman running also, against him, and so yeah, I really do hope that she takes his seat. Also, um, like he's blocking everything anyway. Did you know that there are hundreds of pieces of legislation passed by the Democratic House that he won't even bring up for a vote? Well, he's already super... blocking everything. So that's like saying, oh, if he doesn't win a second term, I'll keep doing what I'm doing now. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's super weird. Is just a senator that you would just you would block everything always for like eight years, like six, not eight years, twelve years, like twelve years. He's been just blocking everything. Yeah, because he's an asshole, and we need to get rid of the stupid turtle. Yeah. Why? So. Why is it? Why is it fair that I'm worried about uh, Bernie Sanders' health, and there's no possible way in hell that uh, Mitch McConnell will just kill over? Because Those. we live in it. We live in a dimension where like evil people seem to live forever, and good people like get hit by a bus. Yeah. Fucking Trump does nothing but eat fast food. He never exercises. He's just a worthless piece of shit. He's immortal. He's immortal. Yeah, about, Nothing hurts. How about him. I do the same thing? And my doctor's like, mm, "These numbers don't look good." Like, well, fuck you, doc. <laughs> well, your, your blood pressure's gonna kill you tomorrow. You gotta stop. What are you doing? I knew there'd be a few artery clogs, but this is too many. God damn it! So let's do it. Let's get into a dear Wesley. Now let's move away from the news. We're jumping into the dear Wesleys. We'll do it live. Dear Wesley, I sustained very bad injuries to my face this month. Oh, you gotta be careful with that pizza bread. <laughs> Uh, I'm in this. I'm in the stage of healing when the scar tissue has formed, but it's very tender new skin. I'm gonna have obvious facial scarring for the rest of my life. The injury Oof. starts about an inch above my hairline, goes down over my brow, so that uh, on part my hair will not grow. It continues down my cheek where it is the deepest. I'll probably always have an indentation in the fullest part of my cheek, and then it continues to my jawline. I'm gonna go ahead and say that seems like a pretty bitchin' scar. That was about. That's what I was about to say. Like that sounds like a badass scar. That looks like. That sounds like this person was in a fight against a samurai or someone with a battle axe and got whacked yeah. right in the face. So. Uh, in some ways, it's okay. I'm happy. It's just cosmetic damage. My friends are super reassuring. Tell me how badass and sick it's going to look. They say I'm still hot as ever and now a little more sexy and mysterious. Well, I agree. Yeah, right? In some ways, it really sucks. And now that I'm always going to be seen first as, quote, the girl with the scar. And it feels especially bad when people look at me differently. Do people still, like, stare at people with scars? I don't believe so. I mean, if I'm going to look at somebody like that, I wait till they're not looking at me, and then I stare real hard, and then they look, and then I pretend like I'm doing something else. Right, right. But I stare I stare on the sly. I don't just stare at them while they're looking at me. Hey, and I mean, if you would stare at them while they're looking at you, that means you probably already know them well enough that you've seen the scar before. So, you know, you don't need to stare anymore. Also, I've seen scars before. It doesn't, I'm not like, oh my God, like it just is whatever. Is that, is that too? This week, but. I had to fly home for a family thing. It was a plan I'd made long before my injury. I wasn't really looking forward to the pity or people making a big deal out of it. I'd rather not be acknowledged, which is exactly what I do. Like, I just, and me as a human, I just don't acknowledge people with scars or crutches or wheelchairs. If someone with a wheelchair is, like, trying to get through a door, I just walk past them and ignore them because I'm treating them like everyone else. Yeah. Um, I also met with my dermatologist who said it was at the stage of scar tissue formation that I shouldn't be dressing the wound. The skin was healing, and instead, I need to be applying topical cream and Vaseline to keep the site clean and moist. This part bothers me because... Well, the the, the thing I don't like about this, and you're going to get the rest of the story in a minute. Right now, they're telling you this because they're also medically justifying what's about to happen, and I don't think they need to. 
Okay. And you'll see. You'll uh, see why. The, the only thing I was going to add to that is this would be the part of it that uh, I would hate because all that stuff would leave like uh, a glossy glimmer to the scar, and then you just have to walk around with that stuff on your face. That would well, basically. Me. Basically, she's saying medically she needs to leave it uncovered, and right. I'm like, all right, and you have to put you... the ointment on it, which makes yeah. it glimmer. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't like that she feels like she has to make a medical justification because I don't think she'd ever have to fucking cover up your scars. Um, right. It looks a bit ugly. Uh, the building scar tissue is very red and tender with the Vaseline over it. It looks slick and shiny, just like you oh, said. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get on this flight. I have the window seat, and I put on my headphones and drift off to sleep when the plane is still boarding. Right. I wake up to this kid, maybe four years old, sat next to me, throwing a tantrum. I didn't catch the first part of it, and I honestly couldn't understand what he was yelling about. And then his father said to me, Hi, man, can you cover that injury? <laughs> I said, my dermatologist recommends I don't, so no, I don't think I will. Then he started snapping at me saying, there is no need to be so rude. That injury is graphic and it is scarring my little one. Well, move him. I then said, this is my face. It's the only face I've got. It sucks being told I'm so ugly I can't show my face in public. Then he started backtracking going, oh, just until, until it's healed. And then I said, it'll always be with me. Maybe teach some fucking compassion and respect instead of telling a girl half your age what you think about her face. That's rude. He actually got up after that and went to the stewardess about a seat change because a young couple came to sit next to me a few minutes uh, instead of him. I've got it. That's what he should have done from the get go instead of being an asshole. Uh, I gotta admit, I felt so low that I put on my sunglasses and had a quiet cry for a few minutes. Wesley, am I the asshole for not covering my healing scar and for being confrontational about it? That guy made a young girl cry. He's the asshole. What the fuck? Don't. God damn it. That's. Ah. Okay. I think what Wesley would say is, oh, no, what you got to do is walk over and make him some pizza bread and then offer it to him. And whenever he reaches out to eat it, you smack him across his bitch face. Oh, Oh, what you got to do is you got to take something sharp and give his son a scar, too. So every time he looks in the window, he knows. <laughs> what you gotta do is he said that you were scarring his son and you don't want him to be a liar, so you take out a switchblade and cut him across the face. Oh. I think if I was a parent, I'd have smacked the shit out of my kid and said, You never do that to another person. You have no yeah. idea what they've been through. You exactly. know what I mean? Scars are part of life. How how dare you throw a tantrum? You know what I mean? I mean I mean I may it depends on I may not beat the kid, I may just I may use it as a teachable moment and, you know, maybe talk to her. It's, I don't want her to be uncomfortable, but never would I berate her for having a fucking scar on her face. How insane is that? A lot. And, yeah, like, it's easy to say you'd hit the kid and cut the kid with a switchblade like I just did because it's not your <laughs> kid. But if it was your kid, you'd probably have a bit more compassion for them. Well, the kid, the kid, you know, they learn from their parents, so I'm sure that, yeah. I don't know, also as a kid, I grew up rough and tumble, and I saw, I saw a tree branch go through my leg when I was, like, nine. So... Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't really like, oh, and you my saw, God. You saw a katana go through your foot when you were, like, 25? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the tree branch was more scarring because that hurt a lot more. But the point is, yeah, yeah, teach your kids that, like, to, you know, fucking, oh, my God. Like, I, that's like, that would be like me and, like, excuse me, ma'am, uh, can you cover that wheelchair? My kid thinks you're a wheel monster and it's scarring to him. <laughs> just, just put a big blanket over it. Tell him you're Professor X. But that's what bothered me. That's what I was telling you when she was talking about, like, medically she has to keep it uncovered. You don't need, you do not, absolutely, you don't have to have a medical reason not to cover your scars. Fuck anybody that's got a problem with it. You know what I mean? Yep. We, it's one of those, like, there by the grace of God go I kind of things. Thank God that we don't all have giant facial scars. You know what I mean? That you should, you should be like, that is, that sucks for them. But man, you know what? Like, aren't we lucky, kid, that we don't have facial, I guess that kind of sounds mean too, but. 
God, have some fucking compassion. Yep. Okay, so what is our next one? Uh, let's see. We got uh, running away on our honeymoon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, telling my sister I don't trust her to watch my son. Uh, let's see. Uh, kicking out a girl from my daughter's sleepover birthday party. I like to imagine this is all the same story. Or being topless at home. Ah, you know, it's my knee-jerk instinct to say being topless at home as though I would actually get to see like a video to go along with that. Mm -hmm. But since it would just be a story and not like uh, picture time with Pete and Pat, um, running well my honeymoon sounds interesting. Is that like for good? Like it's time for a divorce? No, I think they, they, I think they, well, I mean, we have to read it, but uh, they ran away on their honeymoon. Oh, both of them did. I thought that, like, one of them got cold feet and fled. No, no. Uh, what was the second one? Telling my sister I don't trust her to watch my son. Hmm. That also sounds like a good one. These all sound so good. How much time do we have? Uh, or, uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's a ton of them. I don't know. We got as much or what? little time as we want. What's number three? Uh, kicking out a girl from my daughter's sleepover birthday party. Let's go, let's go with that one. All right. Dear Wesley... Uh, my daughter's 14 at a sleepover birthday party last Saturday, and she invited five girls from her school. Okay. There's this one girl she invited who I could tell from her attitude was a spoiled brat. When she rang the doorbell, she walked in looking at her phone, didn't greet me or my wife, and handed me her jacket without even looking up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get it. Like, yeah, the kid's a brat, but they're teenagers. They're... I don't know, man. I teach yeah, teenagers. That's... When they act like teenagers, I just go, oh, they're shitty teenagers. What are you going to do? Yeah, like this is a phase and it's not going to go away if you um, do anything about it, right? Like it will go away with time. That's it. I feel like this guy already has an ax to grind. He sounds he sounds like a baby boomer that's like, hey, kids are already look always looking down at their phones. Like I already don't like him, but yeah, uh, I digress. The whole night she was on her phone doing whatever the heck fourteen year olds do on their phones. Buddy, have you ever had a smartphone? It's awesome. Yeah, like they, uh, there's so much stuff to do on your phone. I've spent whole, I spent hours on my phone before. I uh, just recently got into the the old Snapple chats, which what was depressing to me was that I heard like a conversation. Where was it? I don't remember. I was listening to a podcast. Oh, it was Cox and Crendor in the morning, and they were saying that no one actually uses Snapchat anymore. Like that's a that's an old program. So apparently, I got into it exactly when like the current youthful generation isn't on it anymore. So. so. I thought anyway. she was, I thought she was just embarrassed uh, or shy because maybe she didn't know anyone. But according to my daughter, she is super duper cool. Uh, anyway, towards the yeah, end, yeah, because she night, acts like she doesn't care, so that would be perceived as cool to, by everyone yeah. else. Remember when you're growing up, people that like are aloof and shitty, we think they're cool for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, towards the end of the night, my daughter was opening her gifts. Um, the girl made a comment about every single gift, not exactly snarky, but more like she was just unimpressed. Um, the final gift was for me and my wife. We bought her an iPhone 7 by pulling all our remaining extra money to buy it for her. The girl, uh, the cool girl scoffed because she had the newest generation iPhone. I helped my daughter set up the phone with a SIM card, and the rest of the night they just hung out in her room. The daughter came down a bit later, and just sitting on the couch, asked her what was wrong, and she just went back up while saying, Why couldn't you have just bought me the newest iPhone? That was really out of character for her, and she was always grateful for receiving anything. My daughter left the phone on the table. I grabbed my daughter's phone to see a bunch of texts going back and forth between her and the cool girl. 
They exchange numbers and the convo with something like this. Already, you should not be reading. This is a gross invasion of privacy. Well, it's his daughter and his daughter's 14. So it is, I don't but know. like the, I think that you should treat your kids. You should give them their privacy. The only reason that you should um, you should invade their privacy uh, is if it's for something serious, life or death. You know what I mean? This this might be. I mean, his daughter's acting out of character, so I can see him being concerned. And given her young age, I, I don't know if it's that gross of invasion of privacy. I think it is because it's there's nothing there's nothing other than like she's acting shitty. It's not like drugs or any or sex or anything else is involved. You know what it, I mean? It, I don't. It think... could be. You, you wouldn't know that unless you checked. No, but I don't think you have the probable cause to to read your daughter's text. Mm. Okay. So the texts go, uh, "Cool girl." Uh, or, I'm sorry, daughter. Hey, it's me. Cool girl. Thanks for inviting to your lame slumber party, lol. And congrats on the iPhone 7. Ha ha. Daughter, what? Cool girl. Aren't you mad that your parents and friends got you such lame gifts? Cool girl. Slumber parties are for little girls, lol. But whatever. It's cool. Daughter, you don't like the party? Cool girl. I just wish I could go home. L-O-O-O-O-L. And it was around 1 a.m. and the girls were still up talking. I knocked and asked if I could speak with cool girl. She looked confused. I told her she needs to grab her things because something came up. I did this as to not to embarrass my daughter in front of her other friends. I took her downstairs and asked her to call her mom. She asked why, and I said, because what you said, right? That's what you wish you could go home, so go. She was tearing up a bit and made the call. I talked with her mom a bit when she came, and I showed the, her the text. Go ahead. I don't think I don't think she was serious about wanting to go home. Look at all the LOLs. Yeah. Like, she wasn't being genuine. She was just like, ah, but, you know, ah. It's... She didn't genuinely want to go home. I could tell just based on how he was yeah, describing the she's text. She's being a shitty teenager. So I talked right. with her mom. I showed her if mom she, the text. Her mom if she didn't want to be there, if she didn't want to be there, she wouldn't be there. But yeah, anyway, her, go ahead. her mom apologized profusely and said, "It's just a teenage phase, I guess. I'm sorry, but don't you think she could stay? If not, I understand. I thought about it, but her staying probably would have made it awkward for everyone. So I told her it was best if they just left." My wife said I overreacted. Should have just talked with cool. It would have made it. It would have made it awkward for him, not for everyone yeah. else. Rather than immediately kick her out, I firmly believe I taught her a good lesson that she needed to learn. It was my daughter's birthday, and I didn't want the rest of her night ruined because some spoiled brat was making it all about her. I guess she didn't exactly do anything wrong, but at the same time, her attitude was unbelievable. Uh, no, his attitude's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, is that the am I the asshole story? Yes, that's the that's the end of the Dear Wesley. Yeah, um, he's the asshole. Oh, absolutely. And my problem is, like, listen, teenagers, you have to let them be shitty and learn from those fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, situations, maybe talk to about it afterward, but it's not your yep. place to, I'm going to kick her out, like, dude, she's a shitty teenager, like, fucking, maybe talk to her one-on-one, -on -one, but, you know, kicking her out was real, uh, teach her a lesson. Fucking boomers, man. All right. Okay, I think, boomer. I think it's the wrong way to handle it. I think that I think that you look at everything as a teachable moment. I'm, I feel like the next story is like the guy's like, well, then I got on a plane and there was this other girl with a scar on her face. And I was like, can't you cover <laughs> that? And Jesus, you hose beast. <laughs> uh, so how would Wesley have handled that situation? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't think Wesley would have kicked her out. I think Wesley would have dressed up as another like girl and been like, you got to disguise yourself and infiltrate the sleepover. And then fart on her. Why is she sleeping? <laughs> with uh, with Wesley, if he was the father, he would have been like, Oh, then I saw my daughter's phone, so I picked it up, and I went up the stairs to hand it to her, and I brought her some donuts, and I didn't read her text, because that would be weird. Oh. Yeah, I think you're... Yeah. And the Man. cool girl was like, I don't want a donut, but then she took one anyway, and I could tell that she liked me. So I was happy. 
the the like the problem is like I I get it that like it's your kid and whatnot, but at the same time, man, especially as teenagers, that's a lot of like I think. I mean, me not having kids personally, but I think a lot of it is you got to let them navigate the world, and you're kind of just like the bowling bumpers. You want to keep them from going into the gutter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As much as you can. Yep. But also, you seem like a psychotic asshole that you kicked a girl out of a slumber party for saying mean things about you, you fucking snowflake. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's... uh... That is that. Do we want yeah. to do one of the other ones, or do we want to uh, yeah, pitch our we'll, merch and wrap it? I think it? We'll, 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 hit the, we'll hit them with the socials and wrap it here. Okay. So, uh, if you would like to reach us, you can do so at Those Muckrakers on Twitter. Um, you can also find us at thosemuckrakers at gmail.com. Uh, that's the easiest place to uh, reach us if you want to send us your own Dear Wesley so that we can read your story and tell you if or if not you are the asshole in the situation. If you just have uh, questions about life, we can answer those too, likely incorrectly and with very little experience between the two of us outside of our uh, white male existences. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um... Oh, if you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by buying Dusk Belt Book 1, Give Me Back My Life, or, finally it's out after 10 million years, Dusk Belt Number 2, Super Lad. This is a uh, dark and depressing story about a kid that just wants to make a friend and will likely fail to do so. They're actually both really, honestly, like I know people like are tooting their own horns, but like... I'm actually really proud of this, even though I had the smallest. I I'm basically hanging on uh, Pat's coattails, but I had the smallest amount of uh, what do you call it uh, influence on these. Um, yeah. But they are really good and fun, and they're super short. So if you get a chance, friggin' buy one, support the podcast, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, we can do a signed copy, I guess, if you want. Just buy it, then mail it to us, and we'll mail it back. Yeah, yeah. If you would like our uh, addresses, just uh, ask for them at thosemuckrakers at gmail.com. We'll give you a P.O. box or something. You can send it to us. We'll sign it and send it back. Yep. It, uh, it might take a while because it would have to be like sent to Peter. He would sign it. He'd send it to me. I'd sign it. Then I'd send it back to you. And I guess you would get my address in the return letter. But <laughs> Whatever. Just buy our, oh, well, stuff. For support the, the podcast. The, actually, for the return address, I'll put Wesley's down so that Perfect. you can then use that to send him gold bars, which will also support the podcast. Yep. Or you could just like go show up at Wesley's house in person because that would be really funny. I'm still waiting uh, for that to happen. Wesley says that uh, they took all of his dad's shotguns away from him, but I think that he'll still have one, so you might want to watch out for that. Yeah, I think also, he'll still, he's got one hidden in the couch cushions. You know he does. Yep. All right. Uh, is that everything? That's it. Okay. Then uh, we did another podcast after 10 million years. Cool. Right. Look forward to the next one. Da, 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 da.